Corbin Vaughn back in the lineup for the Regina Pats as he missed the last 31 games of a lower body injury. Left point, Vaughn takes a hit, slides it back to the hit mid net. And now we got a fight. Welcome back to the lineup. Corbin Vaughn trying to get this team fired up early. And he shows it to the crowd. Chichkinen gets nailed by Tanner Howe. What a hit by the pass captain. Howe down low in front, scores! Zach Moore! Ho, ho, ho! What a sequence! Zach Moore with the goal. Oh, slides the puck to the front of the net. Fawcett centers it. What a save by Huey. He robbed Carson Wentz with the spread eagle blocker punch. Hey, this is Ty Spencer, number 19 for the Regina Pats, alternate captain, and I'm here with the Pats cast. Welcome to Pats cast, the unofficial Regina Pats podcast. It's February 19th. It's episode 165. Chris here, Kevin there. How we do tonight, Kevin? A little bit better after Monday's game, after kind of a not so great week, but yeah, it wasn't the best of weeks. But I, I it could have been worse. Could have been better. Yeah. At least they got the the, the win when they needed the win. Yeah. Um. Not. I. I don't want to say too unexpected, but I mean, it kind of played out. Kind of how we're thinking. Would have been nice to show up to one of the Swift Current games for sixty minutes, but other than happen. yeah, other than the yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Anyways. Um. It is what it is. Playoff chances are are hanging on. They're hanging on by a thread. Um, just win. Just, just win. win. And hope yeah. for the best, but you got to win. If you can't win, you can't. You, you don't have a chance. No, definitely. Got to win. Twelve games left now. That's twenty four points. There's still lots of points available, but they yeah. got to win. Five back. Five back. So, um, yeah. So I guess we'll run through these games. We'll look ahead to the the start of the U.S. road trip, and then uh, we sit down with Ty Spencer at the end of the show here. Another great player interview. Um, yeah, it was, it was another good one. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll start off with, with this Medicine Hat game uh, literally a week ago. It was Tuesday. So um, I missed part of the – or half of the first period. And I kind of like – I walked in. I think it was the 3-2 goal. Uh, medicine hat um, yeah something like that yeah it was it was yeah it was yeah, yeah the 12 two, two, three, yeah. Two, yeah yeah the, yeah i missed i heard the <laughs> i heard the 2-2 goal on the way to the rink saw the replay of the 3-2 goal maybe some goalie interference that the pets too, weren't too happy with um but yeah that was a lot of action in that first period <laughs> yeah and it's it's like you said it's almost a week ago i honestly don't remember every single thing that no. happened but yeah um, but it so, was it was a game. It was a game. Like it was it was a game. It was it was it was worth the price of admission, so yes. to speak. Um and talking about this Brett. got to see Gavin McKenna do his thing. Even yeah. though he wasn't touched on a few plays, like literally left wide wide open, untouched to do his little dangles and stuff like that. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah, it kind of comes down to power play. Talk to Brad after the game and he was he just seemed you could just see he was dejected like like it was a game that they it was there for the taking right against you know a good medicine hat team but they are kind of in a funk right now they're kind of just you know 
playing it out here. Obviously, like we mentioned last week, they're missing one of their better players, Caden Lindstrom. Um, so it was it was just there for the taking. But you know, you give up three power play goals. That's that's a tough one. Um, and you know, and, and later in the third period, it, it and they just couldn't couldn't mount a decent comeback after that. Right? It was it was tough. Yeah, it was it was definitely a tough road to hold, but. It is what it is. McKenna, like I said, was his quote unquote elite self. Yeah, four points, two and two. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like many of many of the times he had the puck, the Pats didn't even get a body on him, didn't even barely touch him with a stick or whatever. It I, was not it was not it was not nice watching that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember last game here, Bridgman really lit him up. I think right at the blue line. And then I clearly remember McKenna obviously I don't he, I don't. It's just the way it's playing out, right? But then he put Bridgman in the spin cycle. He dangled him like three times, like just back and yeah. forth, and just. I mean, I don't think he really got a good chance off that play, but yeah, Bridgman was definitely <laughs> in the spin cycle, and it's like, well, yeah. oh yeah, that's kind of the payback for you know the hit. <laughs> Not yeah, that he sure. was looking for that, but uh, it was just kind of funny just how how stuff plays out, right? Um, but yeah, it was it was. I oh, could have just get this to overtime, you know. You know, you beat them last time in the in over in overtime. I think it was. Yeah, I believe I so. I don't think it went to a shootout, but uh, um, it was there. Like you know, just one point would have been would have been nice, right? Oh, for sure. Off a top team that you beat last time here in town, uh, but it, it was it was not to be. Unfortunately, I wonder if Weisblatt's happy he's not going to play the Pats again this year. Yeah, there was a there was a fan down in front of us that was in, <laughs> was definitely had a a view of why some odd view of Weisblatt and was yelling at him literally the whole game, and like the the crowd was not very big. It was, no. it was very very empty, and you could hear pretty much everything this guy said, even up in the press box. Yeah, we're behind him. We're behind him upstairs, way up, and we could hear pretty much everything he said word for word. Yeah. Even even Dante mentioned that he could hear him on the broadcast. So he had to turn down the crowd mic because he was so loud. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Um, he was like the heckler guy that used to be the, in the Tampa Bay Rays that used to he- heckle Eric Kinski back in the day. <laughs> yeah. This guy was on Weisblatt like the whole game. The whole game. And there was man. a couple sitting in front of him. I don't know how they didn't move. Like there was lots of empty seats. It was Tuesday. It was, it was a pretty light crowd. But... <laughs> like I would They're probably be, probably his designated driver or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but there's four of them sitting together. Hopefully one of them was sober on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> At least he wasn't like vulgar or anything, but No, was he just, wasn't, but just on him. Like the, the, the dude is 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, like and he was just on him the whole ragging him the whole time. Even when he was on the the players bench, he was still ragging him. It was just it was yeah, weird. It was weird, yeah, definitely. That, that's for sure. That's I haven't seen much of that lately, but Oh, not like not that hardcore. No. <laughs> You get the old cat call here and there, but, but nothing, nothing even close to that. Literally, every time he was on the ice, he was yelling at him constantly. <laughs> yep, it was weird, but yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it was a good game. Like, I mean, they showed up. It was they, for sure. Like, it wasn't like what happened with Swift Current. Yeah, both I mean, times. <laughs> it was, it was pretty evenly matched, but just that the Pats just couldn't find the the evening marker with the last like nine minutes of game or whatever so yeah or just get a stop on one of those power plays like medicine had, medicine had only had three power play chances but they scored on all three yep 
the Pats were one for three on the power play. Um, but which isn't bad, but no, over three on the kill is not good. No, right? You if get they would have s- stopped one, might have it was a totally different game. Yeah, would have stopped two, even way different. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that's just it's just one of those games where you like you you, you played good enough for a point and it just it just didn't work out. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then you you mentioned Swift Current, so we we watched this this Swift Current game on Friday, and it was just like the the, the wheels just fell apart in the second period. The wheels <laughs> fell off. The first period, great first period, like back fantastic, and forth. great yeah. hockey. Yep, great hockey. Both teams. It was it was just perfectly evenly matched teams. It was just like the. Uh, the first period last time Swift Current here was a 0-0 period, but it was one of the best periods we've seen all season. And it was just like that. Yeah, the Pats had the lead out of out of the break or into the break, 2-1. So even better, you get you have a, a goal, a one-goal lead. But then the second period happened and they score four goals in, in four, just over four minutes. Like it On just, four straight shots. Was it four straight shots? Or yes. Three straight at one no, point? No, it was... I talked to Drew Posty and he said it was four straight shots. I know it was three straight at one point. Posty told me it was four straight. I All guess right. they were tracking or whatever, and he said it was four straight. I, I said three, and he said, no, it was four. Wow. Yeah, I knew the last three were three in a row. but Yeah. Yeah. That's... Bang, bang, bang. It was just, oh. Yeah, it was just. It was it was just disappointing to see. And then by that point, you know, the middle of the second period, the 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 tires were gone and it just seemed like the team was down. And then the, then Swift Current gets one late second period and they get one in the third. And it was just, <sighs> yeah, it was not, it was not a great, a great outing for the Pats. No, not at all. I mean, there wasn't much to say about this game. <laughs> like it was just, <laughs> just no. disappointing. Right. I good, mean, good, good first period. And then woof yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just looking at the standings here before we went on, you look at Swift Current as of now. Um, they're eight one and one. They're five and they're past ten, so they're you know they're on they're they're on a heater, right? Like they're catching fire. Yeah. Um, so I mean that's kind of what they were hoping to see when they made you know the geeky deal. Like they they were having some injuries, and they hadn't had their whole team together for a while. Um, and you know they've got some good 19s and this was kind of their year and and the gm kind of gambled a little bit and it seems to be paying off for them for sure yeah um what else can you say yeah no uh yeah so it would have been nice if you could get this game like we said get this game because you know you you want one of these two games and and unfortunately you don't get the one at home um like if they would have played if they would have played half as good as they did in the first period it would have been a lot closer yeah right it was but the wheels the wheels just, just completely boom. fell off <laughs> yeah just boom, just right off right so like you know the saying when it rains it pours they got those two those two goals in a row and then it was just bam bam that was yeah. it definitely you could just once they got once they got it to 4 to 2 you could see that the, the pets got deflated yeah. there was no pushback nothing there was just whoop, done yeah like it was it was frustrating but it is what it is yeah. And then okay, so you're hoping you can turn around and uh and respond in Swift Current the next night. But it was not Yeah. 
16 seconds in. 16 seconds in. <laughs> was not good. Yeah, right. And then, I mean, you get out of the first period even. Like, more scores after, then Sukarn gets one, and then Wilson gets one late. Um, so you're thinking, okay, not bad. It was yeah. a decent first period. Yeah, 2-2. <laughs> two, two. Yep. And then the second Pretty period happened. Even. And yeah. they get three The goals. wheels fell off again. They forgot yeah. to put the lug nuts back on or yeah. tighten them up or torque them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. The tire change at intermission went sour again. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ward gets two quick ones. Like I, the first one came right after the, the, the break, so I missed the first one. And then he scores right after, a minute later. Exactly and a minute later, yeah. Just like, yeah. And then there was nothing. The Pats had nothing again. Like, it was. It felt like we were watching the Friday night game again. Mm-hmm. It was just the same yeah. thing happened. Yeah. It was, yeah. We literally texted each other and said, is this the same game Friday? <laughs> and and the, my, my, biggest, my biggest gripe about this game was the the lines guys waving? They 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 had to have waved at least fifteen pat players from the faceoffs. It was oh. unbelievable. Almost every defensive zone faceoff, they wave someone. It was I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that many waved out guys. Just unbelievable. And there was and there eight, was eighty one faceoffs. Yes. <laughs> like this game ended at like ten o'clock. Like it was horrendous because they had the little, you know, family day weekend or whatever and, and honoring the billets and stuff, which is fine. But then yeah. so that pushed the game back in you know, ten, fifteen minutes and then yeah. the face off debacles. Oh like just, just drop the puck. Like get them lined up, stop that fake drop and just drop the puck. Like it, even the ref, like it was after a goal or something. Or whatever it was, first uh, face off of the coming out of the intermission, and the refs there, and he's like trying to line them up properly. Like it's it's center ice, just drop the puck and go, right? Like exactly. It's there's no big advantage. It's not a defensive zone face off. Like yeah, uh, yeah, no. There were so. two the the lines the lines the linesmen were both. I don't know if they're they're fairly new. They haven't been they haven't been calling Regulars. too many Pats games, so yeah. they might be regulars in the central i don't know i never really dug into too much but man it's just it's it felt like almost every single defensive zone face off they were waving someone from the pass yeah it was it was painful to watch and, the and to have eight, that that many face offs in the game anyway yeah plus it's a lot. 15 plus guys waved it's just unbelievable <laughs> yeah because you go back to to the the friday night there's only 64 face offs so you got almost you got almost twenty more faceoffs plus all the wave outs. Yep. Like, oof, right? Like, Took, and you said the game did take forever. It felt yeah. like it was just wouldn't end. Yeah, and it wasn't a good game to watch to actually no. watch this whole thing out, right? And so not as a not as a Pats fan anyway. <laughs> no, not at all. You look uh, at the final shots on goal, like yeah, forty six twenty one. Gee, come on, yeah. you guys. Eight, seven, and six for the Pats, like. There was no hope in that game that you know, that they could win this. Like it was just, it was just not good, right? No. So yeah, you're over three on the week, and you're like, that's that's not a good start to the week. Uh, 
but you got Calgary coming in. This is the most important game. I mean, this is a must, must win. Every point is important, but this one's even more important. This is a must, must. Yeah, because you're chasing Calgary and Lethbridge. Like, yeah, you 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 got to catch two teams. That's tough, right? And both teams have games in hand in you with you, and so if you lose to Calgary, it's pretty much curtains. Yeah, like, you're nine points back. Yeah. So, the Pats and responded. you have to jump Lethbridge, as well. Yeah. So, it's it's not good. And then Calgary goes and beats Moose Jaw on Saturday night. Then that would have been yeah Saturday night, right? So you're thinking, oh come on, like Moose Jaw should have beat Calgary, right? But it doesn't really matter because you still got to catch Lethbridge, as well. So make it interesting at least. Got to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you come into Monday and it's like, okay, this is. A definite must win if you want any chance of making one of those quote unquote four boy games. Yeah, and you know the first period was good. I mean, it wasn't um, like scoring wise. It was it was only one nothing, but the Pats you know carried the book the play. There was you know some good action both ways, a fight, some big hits. Um, there was a difference that, that, maker in this game. Yes, <laughs> Corbin Vaughn made his return and made his yeah. presence known. Yeah. Steamrolled, steamrolled somebody. Got into a scrap with uh, Butcherov, and yeah, yeah. Butcherov started that. Like, oh yeah, Vaughn didn't didn't start that one for sure. Nope. He, nope. but he was he was, he was like, I'm ready to roll. Yeah, he's he's not gonna say no to a to a um a fight. So, um, and that was a pretty good tilt too. Yeah. And then when he when the fight was over, he pumped up the crowd, and like the crowd was big, lots of kids today. And then it yeah. sounded it was it was by far I think the loudest the building's been all yeah. year. Yeah, you ain't mentioned <laughs> after that after a fight. The game. Yeah, after yeah. a fight of all things. Yeah, definitely. You know, nobody likes to see fighting, right? Yeah, that, that's what <laughs> <You're> I thought. Right. <laughs> like anytime, said, anytime there's a scrum, any game, you hear there's there's like eight or nine little kids or younger yeah. people down there. Fight! 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 <laughs> Every time. Oh yeah. I don't know if they're the same ones, but it's like fight! Fight! Yeah, but it happened finally. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, it was it was the afternoon game. It was forty four hundred is the highest attendance of the year, and like you said, lots of kids there, so they bring up the noise level, right? Yeah, um, and they so had those little clapper things. <laughs> yeah, and the noisemakers. Access was handing out noisemakers today, so kids love making noise, right? So it was an exciting period. Like you know, one nothing is a good period. Um. Then you go to the second period, and I think maybe the key of this period was a save QA made. Amazing blocker save, I think it was. Like Whatever it was, he got a piece of it. Yeah, a minute into the period, like that could have changed it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And then he makes that save, and then the Pats score two goals within the first four minutes, right? It's almost, it's almost the opposite of Swift Current. The wheels didn't come off this period, and they... <laughs> We're doing the the Calgary's score. wheels. Calgary's wheels fell off. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, you score five times on twelve shots in the second period. Like, whew, so that doesn't happen very often for the Pats. No, for the Pats, no, not at all. But it was just nice to see a, a complete effort. Like, I don't think there was really anything you could really nitpick in this game. Um, in a critical game, like I said, four point game. It was just nice to see. One of the, the best things about the game, like you mentioned, was the, the physical play, but 
there were times where it was literally like pond hockey. Like was, everybody was turning the puck over, both teams. Yeah. And there was it was exciting. There was opportunities and fast skate. Like it was just all over the place. It made it interesting. It made it fun. Definitely. And that that's kind of the thing with junior hockey. There is mistakes, and that leads to the excitement of the game, odd man rushes and stuff like that. You don't see as much as that in the NHL because guys are a little more I don't want to say uh um they have honed their craft a little bit more yeah, than the, and the young guys. They're not willing to take as many chances per se, make bad passes, right? Yeah, sure you see bad passes and stuff in the NHL all the time, but not to the degree you see at the no. junior level. Right? So sometimes like, on one shift you see more bad passes in a junior hockey game than yeah. you do in the whole NHL game, but that's the whole point of junior hockey. Yeah. Exactly. It makes it more it makes it more real and more exciting. I think not was, everybody's perfect. Yeah, exactly, right? And there's a couple of passes the Pats made out in front of their own net that set up <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Calgary chances. And then Calgary did that as well and it ended up in yep. the back of their net. Right? Yeah. So the, the the Pats were able to keep it out of the net. Huey played great, you know, first shutout, first shutout for the Pats this season. Unbelievable um, play. Yeah. It was it was it was probably I don't know if it was his best game, but it right was up definitely there. up there. Yeah. Like that the one in Calgary is fifty save one where they won in overtime. Um Calgary again tonight, you know, 30, yep. 38 saves. Um, but it just seems like he he just needs, I don't know if consistency is the right word, but, I mean, the team didn't play great against Swift Current in both those games, so those those goals weren't all on him. No, um, not But it, it just seems like he has to stand on his head to give this team a chance to win, right? Like, um, like obviously, they pulled him in both games, right? In Swift Current, right? I think that's just yep. okay. the The game is getting out of hand. Let's just sit him because it's it's clear that he's the number one now. Yeah, for um, sure. Like, yeah, he played twenty six minutes Friday, and then Saturday was forty minutes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, give him some rest. The game's out of hand. Give him some rest because he's coming back. You, you figured he's coming back on Monday, and he sure enough, he did. Right, and. Like you say, he needs to make the big saves or whatever. But also the Pats, even though they did have some terrible plays in front of their own net today, which it happens, they actually they actually sold out a little more and blocked some shots, cleared the, the, the high-scoring opportunities out. So that's what they need to do, just play a simple hockey, not what they did against Swift Current. Yeah, whatever that was, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I, I say. think yeah. Whatever that was. Like you said, the block shots. There was a lot of block shots tonight. Um, you see, I think maybe just some, you know, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Just some desperation, right? Like they they've lost three this week. They need this game, right? One hundred percent. There was quite a few blocks out there, so that was nice to see. And and like yeah, they had thirty eight shots. That number's a little inflated in that third period, right? I think Calgary's just looking to get one, break that shutout. It's not like the Pats were getting dominated by Calgary at, at in the first 40 where it was more important. Um, but, yeah, I mean, power play, one for three again, so picking up another power play goal. Um, that was the second unit, right, that scored that one? Yep. It, it was a five on three at that point. Yeah. That's what it was, it was yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vaughn from Temple and Chance. So. The- the off the defenseman skate off of Vaughn skate. Vaughn skate, yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, right? 
Um, yeah. So Tanner, Vons- Tanner Howe had a, a beast of a game. Yes. Like just cranking guys, making some beautiful plays, crashing the net, scoring his 25th. Oh, man. Best. Yeah. It was probably his best game in a long time. Definitely. Yeah. Three primary four, assists. Yeah. Four points. His first 12 point game of the season. He's got 69 points on the season. He's guaranteed to be a point per game guy again. So, yeah. Awesome for him. Definitely. And like you said, that the first goal, like he lays a big hit, puck gets turned over. He gets the puck back and flips it out to Moore. Nice like, pass. Nice pass and nice finish. Right right on the right on the tape. It was yeah, nice. Moore puts it right upstairs. Um and a little on Moore, uh, we noticed that they were short a man on the bench starting the second period. And it looks like Moore was the odd man out. So it sounds like he's going to be out for a little bit i guess we'll see what the weekly report says but sounds like yeah, upper body injury upper body injury of some sort yeah so i didn't see the hit but uh no missed it so it did but he uh, only he only ended up playing like three or four shifts i guess and yeah some some that was some it? time in the first period i guess and yeah it's unfortunate but, for him yeah i mean we were just talking about him today like he's what he's got that's his sixth goal now with the pats yeah he came over with one and he's got six so prior i guess five the five he scored previous to today um were more than the guy he got traded for yeah which is exactly. uh, a little surprising yes exactly uh, we were talking about that too <laughs> and then he ends up goes goes and scores two for the blades yeah Suzla scored two but he hadn't <laughs> scored in what was it accounted 18 games something like that yeah, it had been quite a while because yeah. he scored four in his first like three games or four games there and then yeah. nothing since yeah until today he scored a couple tonight. He had a nice one, and then it looked like uh, an empty netter with uh, the time yeah. on his second goal. So eh, yeah. good to see him get a couple, but it was kind of surprising. I was like, yeah. I haven't seen him score lately. And yeah, sure enough, it was 18 or some games that he had. It's been a while. The Blades. <laughs> I mean, the Blades, not that they don't need it. Like, they are rolling, but yes. imagine him getting rolling and some of the guys, are, they're going to be uh, a tough out in the playoffs, but... We'll see what happens. That's why they play the games. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations yes. to Ty Spencer scoring his 20th of the season, 19th and 20th. Yeah. Good, good on him. nice to see. Like I said, Vaughn 14, Spencer with 20, Howe with 25, Aremba didn't score tonight a goal, but he's up to, what, 18 now? I think it is. Something like that because he scored on Friday. Can't remember where he's where he scored. Yeah, he scored one Friday for nineteen. Sorry. Yeah, he's at nineteen. I was gonna say he's yeah. at nineteen. I think. Yeah. So you know, guys are coming along. You just we need all these guys to score every night now. Exactly. Um, the, the 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 veteran guys, the ones that are actually starting to score, need to score. Braxton yeah. continues putting up assists. Yeah, he hasn't scored a ton of goals, but no, he's he's consistently putting up points. So that's the guys we need to get the to lead the attack and hopefully get some confidence from this game, carry it down into the States. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, anything else from this game? No. It's all good. All right. Well, we'll go to some interviews. We've got Brad, um, Ewan, and Corbin with on his return. So we'll listen to them now. You guys schedule more games against Calgary? Wish we could. Yeah, we've kind of had their number this year and, uh, we played well, got good goalie performances most times that we've had against them. A great one by Ewan tonight. 
Yeah, he was a big difference maker. Um, he kept momentum on our side, even when they had a little momentum push. Uh, made a real big save the start of the second period there. Could have been a 1-1 hockey game. Um, he made a few other big saves for us in the second period there that really kept momentum We, you know, until we kind of came alive there again. You used him quite a bit, but I, I haven't counted. We were trying to count. Was it six straight starts you given it's, it's 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 up there, yeah. You used to start of the season. You were alternating a lot. Have you decided that he's your guy? Why are you, why are you going with one one basic starter? Yeah, it's been it's been a, a combination of things. It's been practice. Uh, it's been the way guys been feeling in practice. Some guys come up sick some days, so you kind of kind of switch it around. But uh, for us, we just feel that Huey's been giving us the best chance to win right now. And uh, yeah, it's you know Kelton's done a heck of a job when he's been in there. But right now, it's just uh, just the way it's kind of lined up different things have lined up for him to be the starter. Yeah, it's, it, I wouldn't say we have a starter yet. It's just about how things have lined up. Despite, uh, you know, a couple of rough showings against Swift Current, you were still confident in him today. Yeah, I thought in the, I thought the Swift Current game, it, you know, it was a third. I thought he played well. Uh, you know, I thought Friday night, um, you know, it was a tough one, but on Saturday's game, uh, it wasn't him at all. It, it wasn't his fault. There was more or less structure breakdowns in front of him, and we weren't just going to let him sit in there for the third period if we were going to start him on Monday, if that was the way we were going to go. So, yeah, it's uh, not uh, the most ideal situation in the world, but for us, we, you know, uh, we're in a do-or-die situation. We're in survival mode, so we got to pick the best guys we feel give us the best chance to win. I think you really wanted him in that second period today. Yeah, no, that was our game seven today, to, you know, to keep ourselves in the playoff race here and keep chasing down, you know, the teams we need to chase down. So, obviously, Swift Current, it was a big four-point game for us. Corbin Bond back, too. Uh, he's, he's, I don't think he's in the scoring stats tonight, but he got a fight right away. Did you expect that to happen? Does he bring, what does he bring to your team when he's back? Yeah, I think that's what both of Vaughn's boys brought. I thought that first body check that Jackson threw, we got a penalty on, you know, we'll kill that one off all day. Then obviously his brother, what he did there, um, getting in that fight in his first shift. I think those guys bring lots of energy. They bring that identity, I think, that we've kind of lost throughout the season to our team. And I think that was, you know, Corbin being out of the lineup. Uh, he's he's a really good hockey player. And that physicality, that toughness he brings is something that's natural. But before he got hurt, he was arguably one of the better defensemen in the conference, and he was really coming into his own. Um, so it's nice to have him back out there because he eats up big minutes. And when him and Parker Berg were together, they were a force. And uh, this is what we expect from Corbin going forward. Oh yeah, like he's he's one of those guys in the dressing room that's saying all the right things. He's going to be a leader of a hockey club one day, and that's just not what he says in the dressing room, but just obviously the actions and the identity of the hockey team that we're trying to build here. Him and his brother, you know, it's 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 kind of built around those guys and how we want to play hockey. What, what do you tell the kids? Like it's just a. I, I think this, you know, the style of hockey we played tonight, a lot more physical, is something we've got to be prepared for. That conference, they're a big, heavy conference over there. So I think for us, it's just um, be prepared for the hockey and um, uh, don't pack too much clothes. Do you, what say do you remember the most? Which one do you think was your best of the night? I'd say that second. No, yeah, that first one in the, in the second period. Okay. I think, uh, you know, when it's a one nothing game, sometimes you need those saves. and. Uh, yeah, I think that was the biggest of the game. You've been starting a lot of games. Uh, are they, is it wearing you down? Does it get tiring to start that many? Or are you excited to start that many? No, obviously I'm excited. Um, we're playing great hockey, and it's a lot of fun playing right now. Obviously, uh, two last games were a little tough, but uh, it was great bouncing back tonight. And uh, you know, it's just gets me really excited for that U.S. road trip. It's a little easier when it's a 6 nothing game than, say, a 1 or 2 nothing game. Yeah, I mean, um, depends on the situation, but I guess, uh, you know, 
today coming in, the pressure was on them to, you know, they, I mean, we both needed a win, but pressure was on them. They're in front of us in a standing, so they had a lot of pressure. And, um, you know, I think we all felt good coming in. But as you said, I think, you know, when you're you're winning 6 nothing, sometimes it's all easy, you know, to be a little offense driven. So there's more mistakes and sometimes, you know, it's all a little more stressful for me when it's 6 nothing. you know. It was it was unbelievable. What a first shift, you know, fighting. Uh, was it his first shift? Yeah. No, it was. Uh, was Oh yeah, I think even the crowd got into it. That might have been the loudest brand center we've heard all year, and no, that was a lot of fun right off the bat. Big fight, so no. How crazy have you been not being able to play? Has it been tough? Uh yeah, it had to, took me a while to just f fully embrace it, and then when I wasn't playing, uh, I was just itching to come back for for too long it felt too long so Wednesday is three months so pretty close to three months but yeah that was the timeline it was it was hard but we took it one day at a time and just progressed every day and here I am did you think you would be in a fight tonight uh, I thought well, that's probably the best way to get me back in back engaged so uh, no I, it's something I like to do so got the boys going too yeah uh, I don't know. That's who I am. So <laughs> having that presence, I don't really care. I just uh, like like doing that for my team and, and getting us going. Have you spent a lot of time down here by yourself getting rehabbing and, and working out? Yeah, it, we had a good program thanks to the trainer and our strength and conditioning guy. And like I said, one day at a time, just progress as much as we could. And, and Does it ever get tough? Yeah, it got tough. I think just they, like... The thing I missed the most was the dressing room. Like, even when I wasn't practicing or missing just games, like, I think the dressing room was the the biggest thing. Was this getting back in with the team now, getting on the road trip? How how will that you know get you back? It, uh, it was awesome. We had guys out of the lineup, and we got a bunch of new faces still. So, I think there's nothing better for this for the team right now than this. And uh, the bus is long, but it's friendships and memories and just messing around. Yeah, it's awesome. No, yeah, it's awesome. These trips are good for a team, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, bonding. Bonding, especially with our younger ads from the, the deadline and closer to the deadline, it's going to be awesome for our future, let alone um, just this year, but I think for maybe next year too. Uh, you had said that this might be the loudest you guys heard the Brand Center this year. It's after your fight. Do you think that's so awesome? Uh, yeah, I thought we had a pretty good crowd out tonight and, uh, well, I guess this afternoon, but uh, being a holiday and getting lots of kids in here, I, the kids are always super loud, so it was awesome. All right, so, yeah, the road ahead, on the road, literally. A tough road ahead. Yeah. So just two games this coming weekend in Spokane, in Tri-City, um, and then you got, after that, you got two midweek games and then two weekend games, so... We'll talk about four games the week after. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Pats only have five five road wins, right? You know, so we were talking pregame downstairs. You know, the Pats, you know, there's four games that they should have a chance to win, right? I don't want yes. to say winnable, but they should be in four of these games. And yeah. they're the early games, right? You got Spokane and Tri-City. Um, you know, they're both, you know, they're the two teams fighting for that final playoff spot in the West, 
Um, and they're both very inconsistent. Inconsistent. Spokane's a point more than the Pats. Tri-Cities, two points less than the Pats. So they're right at the Pats level, right? So there's no reason yep. the Pats can't go in and, and have a good showing. I'm not going to say they should win these games because... We don't know enough about the, the West teams to really no. say for sure. And and the Pats are too inconsistent to say that they should win this game. They should have beat Edmonton more than once. Exactly. <laughs> right. And with with five te- with five wins on the road, you can't really say they should do anything. Yeah. Exactly. They need to win at least three or four of these games. Yeah. And then after if that, they don't, ick. Definitely. Yeah. And then after that weekend, then you got the um Seattle Wenatchee, the Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, Seattle's a team that's kind of struggling. Wenatchee's kind of struggling now after the trades. Um, so that game may be a game that they can pick up a point or two from. And then looking ahead to, to the weekend after, then you're in Portland and in Everett, and they're they're looking... They're, they're a class above. Yeah. They're, the, the Pats play six games in nine days in the States. It's, that's an ugly stretch. It's tough, especially at this time of the season. Like, who cares if the, the Pats are out of the playoffs or in the playoffs, but at this point of the season, that's a tough stretch. Yeah. Being that far away from home. Yeah. Yeah. At least the, the quote-unquote winnable games are early. Like they. Can, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say you want to punt on Portland and Everett, but by that point in the road trip, you're going to be on fumes, and it's the two toughest teams. So those games... Could get ugly. You don't know. They got us. They got us. The Pats have got a sellout. Just, uh, just play their game. Play like they did today, and they'll have a chance against everybody. Yeah. No. For play sure. Like they did against Swift Current in the second and third periods. These la- those last two games, and they're done. I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. Right. They got to show up, um, in all these games, obviously, and and see what you can do. Like. Yeah. They. It's a long travel trip. Like they, they leave Wednesday morning and it's twelve hours straight through to Cranbrook and then Cranbrook to Spokane, Spokane. I believe. Yeah, two days that's, straight, right? Like, that's a that's tough. And then when they're done against Everett, I'm not exactly sure how the itinerary is, but it's like eighteen hour bus right back. Yeah, right from the coast basically. That's uh, that's 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 rough. Yeah, definitely. But that's the joys of junior hockey, like we said before. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I said, it's unfortunate they couldn't have done this trip earlier in the season. I know the Briars here, but they could have played Alberta teams yep. or they could have done little mini road trips here and there back and forth or whatever. Had this one done early. Like I don't understand why like this has happened a couple times lately where they've had the the US trip or like the the West Coast trip later in the season. Just doesn't yeah, make any sense to it's me. It's nice to get it out of the way early. Exactly. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the Pats did historically good last year. Um, but it, for the most part, it's a historically rough road trip um, for the Pats as a franchise since basically 2000. I went back to 2000, and the record is not good on that West Coast road trip. Nope. Um, <laughs> so, and that puts you kind of behind the eight ball because these are games that you need to win. I mean, I'm not yep. saying... If you lose them, you lose them at the start of the year or the end of the year. It's just, at least if you lose them at the start of the year, you can they're behind you and you know they're done and you can focus on winning. Whoever else you'd be playing right now. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's not much you can do about it. 
Uh, the travel should be easier this point of the season, like weather-wise and such, but you never yeah, know. Exactly. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I mean, there's winnable games. Hopefully they can show up and compete in some of these and, and have a good showing, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you never know. You got to play them. They, they could go perfect. They could get destroyed every game. Like it's, you never know what you're going to get when you go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What else you got here? Well, I don't know. That's probably about it. Let's get into the, let's get into the player interview. Uh, do you have a player of the week? Player of the week. Um, ooh. Um, player of hmm. the game for Calgary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, Player, pretty, it was a pretty exciting game. It was a very exciting game. And the Swift Current games were nothing to write home about. Um, I will go, my player of the game will be uh, Corbin Vaughn for setting the tone. <laughs> All right. The hit, the scrap, getting the crowd into it, everybody seemed to get behind it. Yeah. And well, welcome uh, back, Corbin. Yeah, no, it's nice to see. He's back. Um, obviously, I don't know if there was maybe didn't ask him if there was maybe a minutes limit or whatever, but I mean, sitting for five in the first period, you know, put the brakes on him playing a whole ton, obviously, but it seemed like he was out there a lot anyways. Yeah. He played quite a bit. Yeah. So, uh, it was good to see. Um, I mean, there's two obvious ones, obviously there's three obvious ones, but well, that's why I went with Corbin. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> um, you know, Peskett. Peskis, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup. He scored a goal tonight, a really nice goal. I just want to maybe highlight him. Yep. Um, he, it's nice to see he, that secondary scoring, right? Like yes. Him, Wilson, like we said, we, we mentioned Wilson in previous weeks that he's, you know, man, he almost destroyed a couple guys tonight. <laughs> Speaking about big hits. Just an inch one way or the other, he would have like obliterated guys. He almost obliterated that, obliterated that <laughs> one guy that lost his stick. Like he yep. just missed him. He just just whole, like an inch. <laughs> he would have. He could have sent the guy into next month. Yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, there even Jackson Vaughn had an early hit there. It was a really big one that he got penalized for. But <laughs> yeah, um, like Brad said in the interview, there he's like, "Oh, we'll we'll kill that all day. Like we'll take that, whatever. Yeah, exactly. We want to set that tone and." We've mentioned it before that they've struggled to keep that physicality for 60 minutes, and sometimes it yeah. can be hard to do that. It seemed like they upped that tonight. Like, they've really upped that level tonight. Well, they, they knew they needed to win, so maybe yeah. they bought into it and maybe sold out, so to speak. Maybe that, that'll get them their mindset right for this road trip. Like, we bring I our hope game. So. We bring our game. We don't, it doesn't matter so. what they're doing. we got to bring yeah. our game. Exactly. I hope so. So. But yeah, I mean, you touched on Huey. Shout out how was was one of his best games this year. Spencer with two, as well. Like Whitehead playing Whitehead. Nice yeah. setups, killer penalties, you name it. Mm-hmm. Just Cole Temple looked good again tonight. I thought, e- even though he took two penalties that are what kind of penalties? <laughs> I mean, we we have kind of rose colored glasses here, but I mean, that was some terrible officiating. Like there was one, it was Slaney and Yakemchuk, and Slaney kind of punched Yakemchuk, and Yakemchuk retaliated, and only he went right. Like totally should have been both guys going. Hundred percent. 
Um, <laughs> and then, but Pat's got the power play. Whatever. Okay, it is what it is. But then Temple gets Mugged. tackled. <laughs> literally <laughs> tackled twice, and he gets yeah. two penalties, or a penalty on each play. One was roughing, and yeah, both were roughing, I think. Yeah. Oh, no, it was unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike for, conduct. Yeah, yeah, was the other one. So it was just odd, but. He got, he got mugged twice, yeah. and but he, he had, got penalties on both. Yeah, but he looked good out there. I think he's kind of, I think maybe getting that Cole kind of got the monkey off his back and kind of got him going again. Yeah, he's got a little bit of swagger, a little a little bit more, uh, yeah, a little more, step. yeah, a little more swagger in his yeah. swagger in his game. Definitely. So that's nice, nice to see. He's he's playing more minutes. He's playing on a higher line, not mm-hmm. here and there and everywhere. So that yeah. might help. Definitely. He's a skill yeah. player. He needs to play. Yes, he needs to play in the top six, pretty much. Yeah. I think, right? Um, but yeah, just get him rolling for next year, right? Get get some for confidence sure. back in him and and get him kick started for next year. So. For but sure, yeah, for sure. That, you got anything else, or we should go to this interview with Ty Spencer? Let's go. All right, we're pleased to welcome Ty Spencer to the show, uh, number nineteen, alternate captain of your Regina Pats. All right, Ty, we're just gonna have a little sit down here, kind of get to know you a little more, uh, kind of tell us your story and how you got to your journey to the Pats and and beyond. So, yeah, well, it all obviously started out when I was younger, you know, playing hockey with everyone else, and then. Uh, um, during my Bantam year, I kind of had a little breakthrough season, which uh, which led me getting drafted by uh, Kamloops in the third round. Um, ended up going to Kamloops, played my 16-year-old year in the in the COVID season there, and then uh, about halfway through my 17-year-old season, I uh, I was traded here, and I've uh, I've liked it ever since. Um, what did you think about getting traded to the Pats? Uh, it was a little nerve-wracking, that's for sure. Um, you know, being a being a younger player, um, you know, smaller, uh, I had to I had to learn quick, and then you know, coming into a new environment, especially halfway through a season, you know, when everyone already kind of has their has their groups, it's uh, it was a little hard at the start to you know find my rhythm, but uh, you know I was pretty lucky to join a, a good group of players, and they uh, they welcomed me pretty quick. So going back to the beginning, you were born and raised in Saskatoon. Played all your minor hockey there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Family-wise, any siblings? Yeah, I got a I got a younger brother. He's uh, he's 15. He's a hockey guy too. So, yeah, yeah. who's he playing with right now? Uh, he's with the Saskatoon Crunch right now with uh, Midget Double A. Okay, cool. Were you always a forward? I was. Yeah, always, always a forward. Did you have one game strap the pads on? No. No, really? not that I can remember. <laughs> so, what are your like? What's a favorite hockey memory from your minor league when you were younger? What was like a favorite memory? Um, probably my uh, my spring hockey when uh, I was our team was called the Saskatchewan Huskies. It was a spring hockey team, and uh, we had a tournament in Jasper, and uh, I was probably probably maybe twelve, thirteen years old, and uh, we ended up making it to the A final. And uh, it went into overtime, and their type of overtime went five on five, four on four, three on three, two on two, to one on one. And uh, I ended up going on for the one on one, and uh, I got the game winner for the gold medal there. It's pretty wow. cool. Wow, I've never even heard of that. I've never heard that either. That's that's pretty awesome. 
Yeah. I guess when when they're younger, might as well get it over with, hey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how how long did it go then? Like how was it? Like three minutes each level? Yeah, it was about I'd say three to f- I think it was either three or five minutes. Yeah. For interesting, interesting. So growing up, were you a Blades fan? I was. Yeah, I I loved going to Blades games. There were ever since minor hockey, we'd get tickets, and uh, our family loved going. And you know, it was it was so cool seeing all those guys, and you know now being in that league it's it's honestly a dream come true honestly yeah i think like even here like every little kid wants to play for the pats right like it's even in like sj towns right that they're the team like yeah you watch nhl on tv but when you go to the games in your hometown that that's who you want to play for you don't even know what league it is right you just want to play for them right exactly um when so back when you were when you were Growing up, did you want to play in the Western Hockey League once you figured out that hockey was your thing? Oh, you wanted yeah. to play at the WHL? You didn't have any thoughts of going college route or anything like that? It was always WHL? Yeah, WHL was, was my straight route ever since probably Pee Wee um, and going to those games. I didn't, I didn't really have the thought of I'd make it. You know, I was always a, a smaller guy. It was, it was in the back of my mind, you know, I want to go and I want to make it. Um, but then it kind of comes into reality when you get to the age and uh you know you're playing good hockey and you know all of a sudden you get scouts looking at you and everything kind of changes where was there a point or a time where you realized that yeah i can make this league yeah it was probably the uh the start of my second year bantam um my first year bantam i uh I, I did all right. I was I was a good player, but I, I wasn't really like a standout. And then um, my second year, that's when I kind of, you know, had my breakout where I ended up scoring. I think it was like fifty eight or fifty nine goals, and uh, you caught fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's when I kind of got some you know questionnaires, a couple interviews, and that's when you know it kind of opened up to me that you know this is this is an option. So when, when the draft was happening, were you following it online or were you just out and about doing your thing? Oh, I was, I was online. At, at the time, we, we were in school and uh, all the hockey guys would, would stay home until they, <laughs> till they got drafted. So I remember sitting in the living room and uh, all my family was around me and we had the computer screen open and we're, we're kind of looking online and, you know, a couple rounds go by and, you know, I was obviously super anxious to see where I would go and how I would have, what team I would go to. And then uh, when Kamloops drafted me at 50th overall, I, I honestly, I was so happy. I hugged my mom and dad and it was, it was sweet. Um, did you have many talks with, or talks with many teams? Do you have an idea who was gonna take you or? Yeah, there was, there was a lot of teams that, that got a hold of me. I, I'm not gonna say all the names, but yeah, there, you don't have to say there, the was, names. there was, was quite a bit. Lots of, yeah. lots of people. Lots of yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a certain team that was kind of like we're going to pick you. But yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a surprise that Camus picked you. Uh, honestly, a little bit. There oh. was. Uh, I uh, I talked to quite a few teams, and you know, I think I was pretty pretty certain that you know I would go within a in a timeline, but I didn't know to who. And so uh, when Camloops called me and told me they drafted me, I was uh, I was pretty happy. Nice. So, what did you think about coming back to kind of home now with the with the Pats? Was was that transition a little easier then? 
second time, but... Yeah, it, it definitely uh, helped a little bit, you know, with my family, too. Um, like I said, getting traded here was, was pretty scary. And, uh, um, you know, having my family finally being able to, to come out to my games, because when I was in Kamloops, I think they, they might have came out to one or two games. They took the 14-hour the trip, and so... Um, you know, when they kind of started coming to more games and um, got to see a lot of people, a lot of friends too, it, it kind of made it, it helped a lot. You made your debut in Saskatchewan here. How, how, how fun was that? That was cool. Um, I remember I got picked up and I think my first game was, was Moose Jaw and uh, my second game was here in Regina. And at the time, we were about to play Saskatoon, and that would have been, I think, my final game. But we had a, uh, a player, Connor Zary, come back from World Juniors right that day, and I ended up getting scratched that game. But, you know, playing, let alone in Saskatchewan, and playing those teams that, you know, I watched growing up was uh, was pretty cool. You had a bunch of family in the crowd probably in both games? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was. So going going to the next season, what was it like to play in the BC hub during the COVID season? Like, What was that like? It was it was really different than what I expected it to be. Um, it was at the time I was living with four other guys, which was which was good for me because those guys were all veterans on the team, and uh, you know we had a smaller house and you know hockey wasn't as as often as it is now just because of you know COVID, and uh, I got to get really good connections with a lot of the veterans on the team, which which really helped me. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I loved it just cause it was almost like a stepping stone for me into the league. Um, but yeah. yeah, it wasn't like a full out season, right? Exactly. Like it was almost like they say it was a development season. I heard that term used a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So notice there's lots of Sastoon guys on, on the paths here. What, what do you think of that? Yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Uh, you know, I, I grew up playing against some of them. Um, in the summertime, I I got connections, and, you know, sometimes I'll see a couple at the gym that I didn't know were on the team at the time, but now they're here. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool. It's nice seeing a bunch of local guys and uh, getting to know them. It seems, I don't know, to me anyways, it seems like there's lots of high-end guys coming out of Saskatoon, more so than Regina, just comparing the two towns. But there's... Do you see any reason why that's happening or notice that or? Uh, you know what? It was good, good coaching in Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there is a lot of good players coming out of the the Sask League, and I think uh, you know playing against each other and having that, you know, we've always played against each other growing up, and there was always such a high expectation and uh, high intensity games. You know, some guys you like, some guys you don't, and. Uh, and it kind of pushes you to being your best, and you know we had a we had a really good year for the O4s, even the O5s, and the oncoming kids. There's a lot of a lot of talent coming out of Sask. Okay, we're rewinding it a little bit again. Who was your first favorite NHL player? It was Drew Doughty on the LA Kings. A defenseman, nice. Yeah, it, it was a defenseman. Yeah. My, uh, okay. Who is your first favorite team, or who is your favorite team? My, uh, my favorite team was the LA Kings. Back when I was a, a kid, I used to like all the purple teams because that was my favorite color. Oh, nice, and nice. Uh, at the time, my favorite number was number eight. 
and Drew Doughty wore number eight, and so I kind of just naturally liked him more than everyone else. Nice. You wear 19. Any reason for that? Uh, you know what? 19 was a number that I wore in my minor hockey back in, uh, in zone hockey with the Red Wings when I was probably seven or eight years old. Um, it was either 19, 8, or 11. And uh, when I got traded here and heard that 19 was open, it was kind of a given that I was going to pick it. Nice. And 9 minus 1 is 8. <laughs> it's exactly. Good. There you go. <laughs> okay, with that being said, who do you pattern your game after? Like, Is there an NHL player or players that you kind of pattern your game after? Yeah, it was, uh, it was always Johnny Gaudreau for me. You know, it was, he was a smaller guy too and, you know, so skilled. And, uh, you know, that, that was kind of something that I kind of had to had to watch for when, you know, I was getting drafted because there were questions like that and who I wanted to replicate my game over. And, um, you know, I think Johnny Gaudreau was, you know, a smaller, faster guy that could think the game well and use his size to his advantage, and that's what, uh, that's what I do. Going back to Braxton, you mentioned uh, Kachuk. He, I think he patterns his game after. Uh, I think he more said he wants to get more like a Chuck. Do you see that happening with him? Not really. No. <laughs> no. All right. Didn't think so either. Okay. Maybe we'll, if he hits a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, he said he wants to get in that. He's, he's a little more fearless. He said with the bubble on. He said. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, getting to know you now a little bit more. Like, what's your pre-game go-to meal or do you have like a specific meal or meals uh you know i've always been a huge chicken pasta and peas guy that was uh that was that was the go-to and then i kind of recently switched up a little bit for the second half i was uh eating chicken and rice um but yeah those those are definitely the go-to's any pre-game superstitions yeah i always i always got to eat and then shower and get ready at the exact same time, um, especially during a game and during warm-ups. I got a lot. I always time my left skate first, and then uh, me and me and Zachary Shantz have our little thing after uh, after warm-ups. So it's uh, I like getting in a groove. It yeah. makes me think I play well. With that said, do you have any intermission routines? Anything spe- specific at intermissions, or is it just to, to relax and mm. get prepared for the next the next period? Not really. Normally, uh, the only thing I would say is after warm-ups, I normally take off my shoulder pads, and if my stick's all wrecked, I'll retape it. But uh, other than that, nope. Heel to toe or toe to heel? I am a heel to toe. It's two two now. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, a little bit about the pads. Do you prefer the blue and whites or the white and reds? Like the alternates or the main jerseys? What do you prefer? Definitely an alternate guy. Alternate guy? Yep. Does most of the team enjoy the alternates? I would think so. Yeah. They're pretty jerseys. Yeah. Bus activity. What are you guys doing? What's your favorite one on the bus? Uh, I lay two mats on the ground. I lay down on the ground. And I don't get up from the ground. <laughs> Me and uh, I'm beside Whitehead, and he gets a seat. I dibs the ground. And then uh, either you put on some YouTube or take a nap. One of the two. Alright. So no chase the ace for you? No. No, I don't <laughs> I'm not into the chase ease card games. <laughs> um, what are you watching like on YouTube? Is there any movies or, or series you're into right now? Uh 
not overly. No. It's kind of just whatever's browsing. Yeah. You know, all the, the common stuff that, that people watch, hockey-related, non-hockey-related. After hockey's over, whenever that is, what uh, what are you looking to do? Any, any interests or yeah. something on the mind? I, uh, I've always had a goal, and uh, that was to obviously play in the WHL and then you know when when you get older you kind of have to realize you know maybe maybe hockey's your thing maybe it's not a thing um I want to play out hockey is for as long as I can and uh you know even if I get a pro contract if I don't um the backup would uh would be to go to the Huskies and uh become a physiotherapist okay nice stay in the sports realm yeah yeah, yeah I always I ever since I was a kid I've always wanted a active job and you know stay in the like you said the sports realm before that happens what do you think what do you do for summer activities do you do anything interesting for summer like do you go fishing or hiking or yeah we uh our family used to have a boat and a cabin up at emma lake and uh that was kind of our go-to thing and then we ended up selling the boat and the in the trailer and we the goal is to you know get out every once in a while, whether it's you know renting a um, a cabin for a weekend or something, or going out with friends, going fishing. But uh, pretty fortunate, I got one of my buddies who's uh, who's got a spot up at Candle Lake that you know I spent a lot of time with in the summer and uh, go doing fishing and water sports and all that. It was, it's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, we got a tip. Uh, you're a dog person, dog guy. I am definitely a dog guy. Yep. What's uh, what's the story with that? Uh, ever, well, growing up, we always had two uh, two dogs, and then we ended up passing away, and we got two more. And uh, I love them; they're my favorite. I've always been a animal guy, so um, I miss them. Awesome. What are their names? What kind are they? I got a uh, a golden doodle. Her name's Bella. She's I think six or seven years old, and then I got a uh, just a little one. Her name's Rio. And uh, she's part Bichon plus part seven other species, I think. <laughs> That's good. I'm a dog person, too. <laughs> I got a little 12-pound Shih Tzu poodle named Bricks. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, nice. I think Rio is about six or seven pounds. Oh, just teeny tiny. One. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, Ty. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. All right, that was a great sit-down with Ty Spencer. He's kind of come a long way. You could still see he was a little nervous talking to us. Yes, um, he was. <laughs> compared to a couple of the other guys we've talked to. But, I mean, when he first came over here at 17, he was quite, you know, the short answer, stuff like that. But, obviously, with him in this back half of this season, you know, being the kind of the, the guy that's been scoring, talking to him a lot after post-game, um, he's he's definitely come a long ways. And I think, you know, there's a, f- a couple laughs in there. So, I think I think he had fun and it, it went well, I think so. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice to sit down and chat, and it was it was nice of uh, Dante giving giving me a couple little pointers to ask him which direction to go with questions and stuff. So yeah, that's always nice. It it helped it helped break the ice a little bit better because he definitely was a little bit nervous, shy, or whatever. And but it turned out to be really good, really good interview. Yeah, definitely happy no. with it for sure. All right, well, with that, uh, we should wrap this up. Um, any closing thoughts there, Kevin? Uh, Pat's got to win. That's all. Just, just win. Baby. Play their game. Just win. <laughs>
Just win. Yeah, hopefully they can play their good game. <laughs> right? Like we've seen today in against Calgary. If they can bring that consistently, then they'll have a chance to win. 100%. So I we want to see the physicality. I think they play better phys- when they're playing physical. Yeah, so. oh yeah, for sure. So hopefully we can we see some some good games on the road. They are later. Um you're looking at uh nine o'clock and eight o'clock and yeah. So yeah. I, I closed the schedule tab already, but Spokane's nine o'clock our time. Tri Cities eight o'clock our time. So yeah, so nine on Friday and eight on Saturday. Sorry, nine oh five and eight oh five. Yes, the Americans <laughs> with their O fives. Yep. But yeah, so a little later, but it's the weekend. Yes. Um, so hopefully tune in and then, yeah, see what happens next week. We may have a, a player slash coach interview next week for you we, of some sort, and we'll see how it plays out. But uh might be a shorter show. We've only got two games, but the week after, you know, obviously with four games, that'll be packed. But uh yeah, we'll see what happens. We've got a few, a couple of interviews in the bank for you guys. So hopefully you're enjoying them. Um, but yeah. So I guess with that, uh, should uh, get out of here and, uh, well, not see you at the rink for a while, but uh, hope you enjoy some Pats hockey on the TV here. See ya. Have a good one.